Good morning, York College. Happy Monday. Uh, it's great to be here this morning. Very uh, thankful for those of you that saved up your chapel credits for today, for uh, me to be, to be able to share with you. Um, I just want to share a few thoughts. I've been thinking uh, quite a bit the last uh, few months about what is it that you live for? You know, what is it that you live for? What do you want to live for? What are you living for? And I don't mean why are you here and purpose, although that, I think that's tied up in it. But what is it you're really going to give yourself to? What are you going to be known as? We've got social influencers now. I, I'm not even sure if I understand what that means. I, I'm not really influenced socially, at least consciously by others. We've got people that want to make a difference in their life. They want their life to have meaning. What are you living for? Um, my, my background is in history, and so one of the things I like to do is think about uh, individuals and circumstances and situations, events that have occurred in the past. Anybody know who this guy is? Anybody seen him before? He's Irish. Robert Gerard Sands. Robert Gerard Sands. Some of you soccer fans, if you have a certain team, you might know him from a song, Bobby Sands. That's how the world knew him. Um, I'm not going to get into the politics of why he was in prison. I'm not getting in, get into the, uh, the nuances of all the things he was fighting for or against and all of that. I want to talk about his commitment to his beliefs, what he was willing to live for, what he lived for. In March, March 1st of 1981, he began, he was the first of a series of prisoners that began hunger strikes. Uh, he was in prison there in, um, in Ireland. And on March 1st, 1981, he stopped taking food. Uh, he turned 27 just six or seven days later. I think his birthday was March 6th or March 7th. And he continued this day after day, week after week, each week growing weaker, growing more feeble. Um, on May 5th, 1981, actually May 3rd, he uh, slipped into a coma. Uh, the last uh, week or so of his life, he was uh, so fragile uh, that they had him in the uh, infirmary there at the prison, and they had him on a waterbed because he couldn't, he just didn't have enough uh, tissue uh, to keep from uh, hurting all of the time laying on a, on a mattress, on a bed. May 5th, 1981, he passed away. He lived it. He believed so much in his convictions, that he was willing to starve himself to death. So that, that kind of begs the question for me, what are you willing to die for? Because it's my contention, if you're not willing to die for something, then you sure shouldn't be living for it. If you're not willing to give it all up for it, then why would you give up your life for it in pursuit of, of those things that you're not willing to actually give up your life for? I want to challenge you. Why don't you stop and think about the fact, some of you, how many of you are graduating this weekend? Any, any uh, seniors in here? Got a couple in here? Yeah. 
Absolutely, Dan, right? I mean, what, are, are you willing to live for? Are you willing to die for something to the point that that's what you'll give your life for? That's what you'll give your life to. That's what you will pursue with. Uh, that passage, uh, I didn't pick it this morning, but right out of Romans chapter 12, this idea that our lives are living sacrifices and that we're to be not to be conforming to this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's worth living for, folks. That's worth dying for. If it's worth dying for, it's worth living for. Paul in um, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, I love uh, the prayers that Paul writes in the book of Ephesians. They're just they're wonderful uh, statements of, of concern and care for those, uh, those that he's writing to. And I take great encouragement uh, from them. And here's one of them that he's going to do there, part of it there. He says, I pray God will open your minds to see his truth. So again, that renewing of your minds. He says, I know that the hope he has chosen us to have. You will know that the blessings God has promised his holy people are rich and glorious. And you will know that God's power is very great for us who believe. So when you really believe in something, when you believe in it enough that you'll give your life for it, that you'll die for it, that you'll live for it, he says that's where God's power is at. He says this is the same as the mighty power he used to raise Christ from death and put him in his right side in the heavenly places. Paul goes on to say after this that that's the same spirit that he places within those that he's called, that have accepted him, that have given their lives to him, That's the Holy Spirit. That's that same power that overcomes death. We just celebrated Easter a week ago. Uh, Much of the Christian world did. I mean, you think about that, how awesome that is, that the spirit that raised Jesus to life is the spirit that lives inside each and every one of us. That is awesome. That's worth dying for. That's worth living for, isn't it? This is what Paul goes on to say in that chapter. He says, so we bow in prayer before the Father. So let me pray this prayer for you. I'll just adapt it a little bit. This is Paul's prayer. If he were here today, this is what he might pray for us. Holy Father, every family in heaven and on earth gets its true name from you. We ask you with your great glory to give our students the power to be strong in their spirits. Lord, we know that You will give them that strength through Your Spirit. I pray that Christ will live in their hearts because of their faith. I pray that their lives will be strong in love and be built on love. And I pray that our students and all Your holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love. Lord, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep that love is. Lord, We know that Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know, but I pray that our students will be able to know that love. God, then our students can be filled with everything you have for them. Father, with your power working in us, you can do much, much more than anything we can ask or think of. To you be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all time, forever and ever. Amen. 
I think about the end of a, some, another semester, the end of a school year, I very often uh, love to see God's blessings showered upon us. And I think of a prayer or a, a blessing that was given um, when God instituted in his people, uh, in uh, the, the Hebrew people, the Hebrew nation, when he instituted a high priest, he commanded the high priest and his sons, he says, this is how you're to bless the Israelites. And he says, you put my name on them and I'll bless them. And I think about you students, York College, those of you graduating, you're taking our name with you henceforth, right? You got the diploma, you got those, those transcripts, you got those academic records that go with you wherever you go. And this is what God says, and I want to share these words with you as a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face towards you and give you peace. I pray God's blessings on you, on your lives, on York College. Thank you.